Welcome to the WeGo Places podcast, where we catch up with WeGo grads who share with us the story of the journey to their unique careers. I'm your host, Brian Turnbaugh, English teacher at WeGo since 2001, and you just heard intro music from Andy Georgiev, class of 2022. Today, we talk to Roberto Bejarano, class of 2015, media associate, specializing in integrated strategy and investment at Starcom. Roberto will share with us how his experiences at WeGo Business Courses launched him into the University of Indiana's prestigious Kelly School of Business and now creates exciting advertising campaigns for Fortune 500 companies. Joining us today from the class of 2015 is Roberto Bejarano. Roberto, what do you do? Hi, Brian. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, you know, it's it's you know, you know, very lucky to be here, especially after you told me about this amazing project. Um, so again, I want to just thank you for allowing me to come on here and speak and speak a little bit more about uh, what I do. So uh, yeah, to answer your question, um, currently right now, I am a media associate, uh, specifically uh, on the strategy and activation side over at Starcom uh, underneath the, or working for the gym, underneath the Jim Beam portfolio. Starcom, what are who else are some of the other clients that Starcom has? Oh yeah, yeah. So Starcom is one is one of the leading sort of media agencies in the world. They're sort of the third party for a lot of for a lot of marketers and uh, a lot of creative agencies too that we work hand in hand and we essentially work with a lot of Fortune five hundred companies. I think our biggest uh, our biggest account that we have that we just renewed last year for like for we renewed the craft the craft account over at Starcom. I believe it's, I believe the, I believe it's like a 15 year uh, contract for, for $500 million. So a lot of Fortune 500 companies that we see there, uh, the likes of um, like, like the brand I currently work for Jim Beam. Uh, we also have McDonald's, Airbnb, uh, Red Bull, uh, Discover, Visa, um, just to mention a few of those. And like I mentioned, Kraft, uh, as well as the big one, Lowe's. Those are some really impressive clients. I, I was wondering if you could maybe define what you mean by third party in the, the arrangements. So let's say I'm um, uh, one of your clients like Lowe's uh, and uh, I have a advertising budget and I go to a company like Starcom. What would you guys provide for me? Yeah. Yeah. For us, I can give you sort of a rundown of, of sort of the how a full year kind of kind of looks like um well first uh first what we do is uh kind of get the gatherings of all the learnings that we had from last from the previous year's campaign seeing what we can optimize uh what's what's a program that we can sort of scratch but essentially what what our role is then to provide a sort of a strategy for this upcoming year and that that hopefully sort of aids um 
aids the client and some sort of direction that they want to land on and sort of business objectives that they want to hit for the year. Um, and then we're then followed by getting briefed for the full, for the full year on specific, uh, on the specific sort of fully year, fully integrated campaigns, um, as well as the different channels that we're able, that we're able to sort of, um, utilize for that year in specific budgets. So, um, and then once we get briefed, we essentially go out into the marketplace and, you know, this kind of on the job too of taking, uh, you know, just knowing the industry and uh, really connecting with um, other media vendors. So for example, like a, working with like a, a Hulu or a, or a Spotify, you know, those, those are categorized as different sort of media channels that, that, you know, clients want to be present in those sort of, uh, those sort of platforms. So we go and we see which we see um, sort of which audience, which audiences we want to hit and sort of which tiers and there's different approaches on how to do it. But, you know, once uh, we have a sort of, we have a sort of idea of where we want to essentially our ads to be seen. Uh, we then, we then develop a full year plan. Um, and that can be just, I can just list some of the media channels that we work with. So it's your traditional channels like your TV, uh, print, um, your billboards at a home. Um, but, you know, with it being 20, 2021, you know, there's a lot of new emerging platforms, new emerging technologies. Uh, one specifically that's, you know, really up and coming, you know, is, you know, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, millennials being the cord cutters. So a lot of those streaming platforms, um, specifically Hulu, which is, uh, which is primarily sort of, you know, it's the only streaming platform uh, of that nature that actually uh, holds advertisements. You know, you see those commercials there, but, um, and also just, especially with like, for example, like right now we're recording a podcast, the podcast, the podcast game has been emerging um, with a lot of advertising. So that could be, you know, a channel that we're looking for, for let's say a gym beam that they want to be present in you know, in audio, they, in, in the audio sort of sector, and they see a lot of their audience really have sort of an affinity to certain podcasts. So we have all our, all the, all the tools and resources that we have, a lot of research tools um, where we're able to see where sort of where the demand space is for a lot of these, uh, for our audience that we're able to then, you know, go and negotiate these channels with these vendors and then, you know, present, you know, a full integrated plan to our client and, then and then from then on we go into the operation work of getting set up and you know start activating and working and working not only with the client but with but with the partner that we're that we're you know that we're working with and um, essentially getting getting these uh, you know these these uh, campaigns activated for the year and you know it's it's it takes like it takes like it can take up from like six months to plan like a campaign or it can be as quick as two weeks so. It's very fast paced, but, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's not, nothing's ever the same. There, it, to me, it sounds like there's so much information to process in order to begin the strategy, because you have to understand what the client wants and what the potential consumer is willing to give them and then be able to forecast but and predict, but then also get the data to make it even that much more actionable. So it seems like there's just so much kind of processing of all that. Now, where, how would, where do you describe your specific 
um, contribution to your company when you're uh, rolling out one of these campaigns? Because I, I, I imagine everyone in the company has to have a certain niche and specialty. How would you describe yours? Yeah, um, for me, like, uh, yeah, like I mentioned in the intro, um, you know, I'm in this sort of extractivation role. So that's, um, you know, a fully integrated role. We're actually considered um, sort of the core team um, of the group for our specific brands. We have other teams that, you know, we work with, we have a, uh, you know, a precision team that handles a lot of the sort of programmatic buys, which is now like an emergent thing. And a lot of clients, um, you know, allocate, you know, for any, anywhere, anywhere from, you know, to, to a little, um, to just a little investment in, you know, in these programmatic campaigns, but it can go up to, you know, you know, to big, big, uh, big chunks of investment for that specific integrated plan. Um, so that's a team that we work with and they also handle a lot of like the, you know, the social sponsored posts. Um, and that's a team that we work with and, and help create, you know, these audiences and know um, and understand, you know, sort of the hit times that we want to sort of be present and what sort of, you know, contextually we're, we're looking at, to, you know, you know, to hit our certain benchmarks. So that's, you know, that's one team that we work with. Um, and we, you know, we have a data and, you know, measurement team, um, but, and as well as an at a home team, you know, a team that's specific for these content custom partnerships that you see a lot. So it could be like, you know, a Vox partnership, you know, doing, um, you know, doing, uh, doing a, a series of, of, of videos of, of demonstrating cocktail recipes for, uh, it could be for, for a maker's mark. Or something like that, but they're specific in handling, you know, the specific content par parameters, as well as anything legal, um, you know, that we have to make sure that we cover on our end. But for me specifically, I, I am reeled in and throughout that entire process. So I'm reeled in from the beginning of, you know, uh, developing that strategy plan for, you know, for the year, and you know, working with, um, working with our you know, digital operations team, you know, cause we have certain platforms where we have, where we have all this information. So um, we go into those platforms and take any findings of uh, any, fi any findings or building any audiences um, for the, uh, for that specific campaign of that year, you know, and it's, you know, pulling, pulling a lot of those data points and trying to develop some sort of strategy plan. So I'm, you know, I'm there, I'm there pulling reports, um, looking, looking at, you know, at the data, building out these audiences um, and uh, essentially, you know, look, like I said, looking at the demand spaces, seeing what could fit, what, do, what doesn't fit and then working with our, our team. And that's, that's one thing that we do. It's just constant community communication just throughout the whole, throughout the whole team. Um, and, and I mean, and then from then on, you know, I'm, you know, I'm there, uh, you know, in the negotiations with, you know, with the media partners. And once we, you know, once we have that contract, you know, signed, uh, you know, then the sort of the next step is, you know, uh, the sort of just the operations of it, of getting that campaign activated. And that can mean, and that's, you know, working with the creative agency and just making sure we align on sort of the creative uh, assets that are going to be live for the campaign, understanding how to, how to traffic, what specific KPIs we're, we're looking for, for the year prior to this activation. Um, and then, you know, uploading it in our buying system. So I, you know, I see, you know, I'm, I'm there from the start to the finish, you know, 
as big as, you know, negotiating a, you know, like a $950,000 Hulu plan to, you know, invoicing, you know, to, in, to invoicing like on a monthly basis to these partners. So, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's always busy. It's always busy, but it's, it's, it's very meaningful work. This sounds so fun. I, I, I'm, I've been scribbling down even more questions, but let's go back to every hero has an origin story. So I, I remember when you were in high school, you were always a business maven. You were, um, I want to say you were like a business student of the year and you were able to kind of land into one of a very prestigious business school at university, or I should say IU, Indiana University. I always kind of make sure I get my Big Ten uh, schools right. Um, maybe uh, talk to me about like uh, how you chose IU and what was your experience like there and how you were able to um, uh, select uh, of all the various uh, uh, business fields that you were able to then uh, ultimately um, uh, select uh, advertising. So walk me through uh, that whole, uh, whole that whole path. Yeah, so I think it was that in, in high school, I kind of, always knew I wanted to get into sort of, uh, you know, business career. Um, you know, I always thought that was, you know, something I always had, like, in, that's the, that, that was the field that I wanted to go. So I kind of always knew. And then, you know, from my time at WeGo, I was just able to take, um, you know, I took all the business courses there, anything from, you know, business 101 to business law um, to, to marketing. So, so based based on those on those courses, you know, it kind of really confirmed that you know this was sort of the 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 path that I wanted to take, and so that's what kind of really already influenced my sort of college search, and you know, just kind of just doing my own research of you know which programs, which either business programs or communication programs are 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 sort of the best because I essentially wanted to you know go you know be challenged and go to you know you know, really, a really good, a really good school just to get the most out of it. And, you know, you know, thanks to Wego that, you know, really helped me prepped for, um, to, to, um, sort of my, my coursework over at IU, um, which then I eventually, um, I eventually, uh, you know, you know, decided to go there. And it was funny how sort of, sort of your path kind of changes. I think first initially I wanted, my dream school was, was Michigan. I think if you, if you talk to anyone who, uh, who, who, when at the time we're all looking for schools, everybody knew that was the school I wanted to go to, but, um, then just doing research of just all the different programs, um, at IU, I really saw it as a good opportunity because, you know, one, they already have a, a, a really good, you know, you know, very, you know, distinguished business school that, that is Kelly School of Business. And that's what sort of, what really I kind of gravitated towards. But then also, then I found out that, I think it was Mark Cuban who donated like a decent amount of money and towards the towards the media towards the media plan or the, the media school over at IU that's been sort of up and coming, um, you know, and they have uh, you know just uh, just upping their resources and you know the you know the staff that they currently that they then acquired were all you know creative directors at big time creative agencies, so I kind of saw I re, I re, kind of already saw my path kind of out when I was touring. Uh, the school and uh, kind of kind of saw that it was kind of the best where I can do sort of the marketing the business side, but also the creative side of it. And that is the creative advertising program that, you know, that IU has, you know, and, you know, and, and when I went to go visit, they caught me on a good day because I was, 
I went to go visit the day after we won regionals for soccer. It was so it was right the next day. So they kind of already like like uh had me in a good mood, and then just just the visit just made it just even more incredible. Um, you know, it's you know it's a great you know college town, beautiful campus. Um, it's a really it's a really good school, and uh, was very happy to spend four years there. Did you have any internships uh, in your undergrad? Uh, yeah, yeah, I had uh, an internship um, at Kenlock Associates, and that was more of uh, doing more of the market research. Um, and I think that was my first sort of first, um, you know, internship of sort of the sector that I kind of wanted to go to. It kind of it wasn't that that um, specifically to what I currently do now, but it does play a hand to you know my current role at Starcom, and that was that market research. So again, developing uh, data data analytics. So and what I did was uh, just uh, conduct just primary and secondary research. Um, and what was your first job out of IU? Yeah, uh, my first, oh, my first job out of IU um, was, I kind of did a little, you know, a little, uh, what do you call it? A little freelancing. Um, it was just for like a small, very like boutique creative uh, agency here, like in the suburbs of Chicago. And that was mainly, um just writing copy for uh, writing copy for just your standard uh, web banners. It was kind of, um, you know, you know, just little, little sort of brands that kind of wanted just, you know, just kind of wanted to be, to be exposed, but it was, it was, it was a great time. Um, Just, it was, and, and, you know, and it was, and it was, and it was fun to do just seeing just smaller brands sort of um, seeing what creative work they're doing, but every, it was a good setup. They were able to just sort of give you the rundown of how, sort of they want the layout of it to be and they just give you certain mocks and you just have to go and just you know write down certain uh you know certain taglines or or phrases for um for just any standard web banner that you see on you know on on just on just browsing the internet um but that was the first job and then that was only like a three-month period prior to to then me landing my role at starcom what was the type of copy that you felt was the most clickable and got the most engagements like as a rhetoric teacher i'm dying to know like what were the things that you were able that would be that were most successful in getting the clicks that you wanted to drive uh, on those banners um it was mainly it was it it turned out to be like the very um you know you know sort of sort of it would be sort of uh like a one-two punch kind of a thing it would be um, sort of phrasing um, some sort of attribute of the product or some sort of benefit. Um, I think when you're writing copy, you gotta you gotta really you know know what the product is, what it does, what benefits people have, why would someone want it, and just able just to marinate to see sort of any any like inkling to why um, something could resonate to them, why a certain person would need that. But it kind of what's standard, what uh, standard for specifically for just a lot of these just your standard. Uh, just web banners that you see just online, just as you're as you're just browsing Google or some. Uh, it's it's essentially just uh, formulating sort of a question, and then you know just having the uh, having the then the follow up for it to sort of drive you know or give a call to action. Those essentially were always the most clickable ones from what we saw, um, 
I mean, kind of stand. You got to be very, you know, very to the point. Yeah, because you because you just don't have the real estate, you know, you know, in terms of the banner to probably get all that stuff. So the more succinct you are, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So, um, so now you're so then you you were there for a few months, and now now you start this incredible job at, at Starcom, where it just sounds like you're just operating on so it's like as you were describing it before Roberto it just sounds like you're just operating on a a wonderful balance of left brain and right brain where you have to look at things very logically and then you get to do all the creative things to kind of problem solve and all that that was just so cool the way you were describing it I, I was wondering if you can maybe describe as much as you can the the type of cool tools that you would use that you call them uh, kind of like the digital operations or the type of uh, information that you kind of use to then make the decisions. So if you saw like my Facebook uh, account and you could see what I like and all that stuff, you'd say, well, Mr. Chernbaugh is 46 years old, two kids, teacher, Western suburb of Chicago, uh, and, and all of those other things. I was wondering, like, how do you then um, kind of use demographic information to kind of build out the type of campaign that you were um, going to use to be most successful for your client? Yeah, um, you know, we do, we do use a lot of tools and, you know, us advertisers, we do. We do we do know a lot about you. We will we will say that uh, we may know you more. We we may know you better than you know yourself. Um, but um, but there's so many tools you know that we have on hand that we're that we're able to use um, in so many different ways on how to just cross reference you know all that information. Um, so uh, and essentially it's just uh, just our our research platforms you know that that we use that. Um, you know that that has all this information accessible to us and stuff that we have on our own specific platforms that uh, we're able to also see, and that's just specifically um, it's specifically retrieved um, just from you know past campaign experiences. So uh, you know a cool one that you know we're recently doing is you know having the ability of sort of. Uh, sort of kind of kind of even even just knowing we're able to sort of able to create sort of geo fences uh, in these campaigns and we're able to sort of you know pinpoint someone's um based on someone's demographic and um sort of it could be anything as specific as you know we may look at um you know where someone you know where someone works if they're corporate you know if we're looking at someone in the city we're this is just an example but we can you know, use sort of their, uh, you know, information that uh, we're able to retrieve, like, um, it could be stuff on like Facebook or, or social or just even just their, you know, you know, their just, just web browsing activity. Um, we're able to sort of pinpoint and kind of understand it, it even it even gets to the point where we're able to sort of, like I was saying, create some sort of geo fence. Um, and that's when, you know, we can, you know, just serve you an ad and, you know, just based on that, we're kind of able to, you know, if you click on it, then we're sort of able to sort of understand your sort of trajectory, you know, kind of as your day goes, um, you know, we're able to see sort of your, like, we, we could essentially, um, you know, know, you know, know if you have like a certain like path, like walk, like path to work, you know, someone's walking from, you know, their apartment to River North uh, to, you know, the loop, you know, uh, you know, it's really us working with, you know, Jim Beam, we're able to sort of, you know, serve someone an ad and, 
um, then also sort of retarget that and create some sort of geofence to like know, you know, which certain bars are in the area, area, and then based on like inf information, we would know if you, you know, if you if you attend a drink or not. Um, and then we're able to sort of serve you ads of like where you're able to sort of pick up your next Jim Beam bottle or, you know, stuff of that stuff of that nature. That's just sort of one example that comes to mind. So Roberto, I was wondering if you could comment on the type of trend that we're seeing where so much investment is going into um, influencers and how much they command in terms of money and advertising and brand strength. Is that something that Starcom is taking more seriously and are they developing partnerships with that? Because that, that seems to be something that you hear a lot about within the industry, at least from, from my distance uh, from that. Is that something that Starcom is uh, beginning to develop themselves? No, yeah, definitely. You know, I know, I know there's been sort of backlash on sort of influencers and uh, and influencers on Instagram, but influencers are, they're here to stay. They're not going away anytime soon. Um, you know, a lot of brands see it as, you know, having sort of, a, a spokesperson, an ambassador, someone to, you know, represent the brand, but also, um, you know, the audience having some sort of connection with that, you know, certain influencer and Starcom, we know, we know the affinity that, there is with a lot, especially with a lot of, you know, millennials, you know, going to social for, um, for seeing what the next trend is, or sort of, you know, just, just plain search of any, any product, any content, any, you know, you know, and just any, anything that they could, uh, you know, they could sort of, uh, you know, get or learn from this influencer, but start with Starcom and a lot of, you know, a lot of clients and a lot of advertisers uh, know how, you know, important it is. I know, I know, I know, like, especially with like the, the rise of TikTok, that's, you know, that's a new platform where a lot of these influence, a lot of influencers are starting to develop, you know, that sort of network. And, you know, you know, you know, they, TikTok always wants to come speak with us about, you know, certain, certain uh, partnerships that we could do. Uh, but it's, it's something that's it's, it now, now, now it's especially, it's a norm, norm to have these custom sort of partnerships, um, these custom partnerships. And with that, it kind of, um, you know, there's a lot of the partner that we that we work with, they are able to tap into those, you know, very specific, um, you know, influencer networks to determine, you know, which influencer would be right for this sort of program. Um, like for example, um, we, you know, we're currently running something with, uh, something with, uh, sort of a, or we're planning to, to plant, we're planning to launch a social campaign, um, you know, and it's sort of, this campaign is essentially gonna mix in cocktails with some sort of, you know, cuisine, but, uh, you know, the partner, we're able to sort of tap into their influencer network and, uh, you know, get these, you know, these master, um, you know, uh, cocktail makers, um, mixologists and, and all, and I, and also, you know, you know, certain, you know, celebrity chefs that, that you may see that, you know, have gotten certain, you know, have a following on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, up and coming in, you know, in TikTok or, uh, or just on the, just another, another platform. But if they're, you know, well-known, we'll tap into that. And, you know, it's something, 
you know, you know, especially now with with the pandemic, there's a lot of content that's being you know created, and you know, it was it's the, it was the time for influencers to just keep making content, and contents contents kind of like currency in the advertising sector. Roberto, is there a particular type of product that you prefer? to work on campaigns for do you like working with clothing or spirits and beverage or clothes or food uh, what is there a particular type of product that you find that you enjoy most uh, uh kind of using your skill set for advertising uh yeah um i i think I mean, for advertising, I think it's always known that, you know, the kind of, uh, you know, industry that you would want to work for a client would be either like the uh, the spirit uh, category or the automotive uh, category. Um, so I would, yeah, I would essentially love to work, you know, for an automotive uh, sort of category because, you know, it is sort of those bigger, those bigger purchases. But with that, you're able to sort of tap into, you know, you know, any you know, any resource tool that we, we would currently have to essentially know more and, you know, use the create, use the creativity to sort of, sort of, uh, sort of, um, find, find different ways on how to interpret your, your findings and your research to sort of reach a consumer in order to make, you know, a purchase that, you know, that would be, that would be a car because a car is like a big time purchase and it requires, it's not just going to be a simple, just, uh, you know, uh, you know, a simple, a simple, just social post that, that you would see and that a person would decide, I would really love that car. You know, there's going to be a lot more work and understanding, you know, your audience. I think that's the key for, you know, for advertising, really understanding uh, your audience. And for my specific role that, that I'm currently in that by far is the most, uh, is the most, probably the most important uh, quality you could have when planning these, planning these fully integrated campaigns would be, you know, knowing, you know, really knowing your audiences and um, even sort of predicting what sort of behavior they can, they can have. So really, um, you know, really, you know, really thinking about what you're, you know, what, what you're currently looking at in terms of, you know, uh, you know, any information that you have from, uh, from your audience that you want to reach. Do you get to travel for your work? Will that be, um, uh, starting up again? Uh, yeah, 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 there definitely is travel. And that's one thing I love that. I love that. And we talked about this before those custom, those custom partnerships that are kind of like, man, kind of, you know, very an important pillar in any media plan. Those, as those become more normal, there's more of those. And for those, that's where the opportunity goes to where you're able to, to, to travel, um, you know, for, for a lot of, for a lot of these shoots. Um, and, um, I know for specifically, and then this was prior to the pandemic before this was sort of paused, but, um, this was sort of right when I was starting uh, at Starcom, I, I essentially started, uh, started doing uh on a retail brand so my first my first client was dickies and the north face um but my like uh my bosses um whenever when we had a few custom partnerships that we had to sort of sh sort of shoot and um you know uh my boss were there on site um in in austin texas you know doing that for for a week straight so there's there's travel in there um I just, I'm, I'm very excited for, you know, for everything sort of to open back up and, you know, traveling to be a thing because uh, currently sort of my, the brands that I'm currently, a lot of them um, are global brands. 
Um, so if there's any opportunity to go abroad, I would, I, you know, that's, that's, I'm very excited about that. So that would be just so fun. And I, I was wondering like, and now what is the chain of command from your campaign? Because you have, you have the vision or, or you, you have the, I'm trying to thread the needle on the left brain, right brain uh, part of this, but you guys come up with a concept, but then you're, you're not the photographer or the director or the, the person who finds the models and actors for the particular uh, campaign. How, how do you um, kind of kind of send out the, or what's, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on, on the word. How do you, how do you kind of begin to delineate or kind of offer up or, or send out that's particular help for uh, getting that project going once the, when you actually have to start making the, uh, Ad, the commercial or the print ad or and actually get the the talent for the graphics and all that how how does what's how does that leave you and then get activated from that point no yeah uh so once we sort of hone in on a concept um and that's where sort of it's me it's sort of the core team having conversations with uh the specific content team who is just just um you know some of the most creative people i've you know i've i've ever ever worked with a very detail oriented that's you know that's their that's the, the primary key for um i mean i mean i mean it's the primary key for everyone but to but uh for them they take it to the max so um you know if we have a partnership that's lined up where then we're able to sort of negotiate um you know if this partner has the ability to um to sort of produce this then um then you know you know they will sort of uh they will sort of uh you know, take the driver's wheel and sort of, you know, provide all the resources that we need to shoot this. But, you know, anything that, you know, if it's like, a, if it's a, if it's a commercial or like a video series, um, we work with the partner with, uh, the director, um, on what the, on how this actual concept will, will come to life. And, you know, and that's one thing that, you know, I really love about, you know, what I do, it's very collaborative, you know, from the get go, but I do like that we do, you know, Stark on our side, we do have the final say of, uh, of how of how we want this this uh, this sort of final product to look like, um, and it's very specific, very detail oriented. The amount of just feedback that there is on just a single shot is is absolute. It's 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 actually it's very it's it's very down to you know to the very last detail. It could be anything from oh this uh, you know this cup looks just wrong. Can we use a different style cup or um, you know we can't have uh, or, you know, there was, uh, you know, for, it could be, it could be as specific as like, if it's, if it's someone doing like a cocktail video, if, if it's, if it's, if the cutting board is not right, we, we have to change it. So it's very, you know, our content team, you know, you know, loves, uh, you know, make sure they get everything right. And that's up to the standards of, of, of what the client would, would want. So it's very detail, very detail oriented. Um, but, you know, from there we have, you know, we have, we have accessibility to sort of, you know, if, if, especially when we're working remote, we're able to sort of, they'll send us like a link and, you know, we'll, we'll be able to sort of connect and sort of see how the shoots go. And, you know, as, as, as it's happening, we're just able to just watch and if there's anything that we need changing, we can just, um, we can just call that out there and just make sure it's adjusted. But, uh, you know, it's very detail oriented, but also if it's not like a partnership, we also have like a creative agency that's, uh, you know, that, you know, that's underneath. So Starcom is underneath Publicis. Publicis is the holding group that, you know, holds various, 
various agents, media agencies, but also creative agencies. So we're lucky enough to have sort of this, you know, glo- you know, very large uh, external network of resources. So this creative agency that sort of we we work with on, you know, on a daily basis, they're also able to sort of they also create the sort of the creative assets, um, and they work with us to make sure everything looks looks right. But they're also able to, you know. Uh, to go out and, you know, if they were, you know, uh, able to sort of get, you know, production groups um, to be able to work on some of the projects that we do. Has anything surprised you in terms of what you didn't think would be persuasive and was? Because I, I always, to me, that always, you know, we always think about, you know, I remember in AP language, we'd always talk about things that would make the, you know, the, you know, the rhetorical triangle, like what would make the audience respond? And there's all these different buttons that you have to push and all that but but you're like really working on a level where you get to really get the immediate feedback on a b tests of whether or not the client or i'm sorry whether or not the audience or the the um consumer likes it or not so i was wondering has anything surprised you in terms of what works in terms of persuasion and has anything surprised you what you thought would work and and doesn't yeah um I think for me, I know and this was like when I was, uh, you know, first rotate onto Jim Beam, but we were doing like this, um, uh, or we were working on this, on this, on this print ad. Um, and you know, you know, a, a, a print ad's not, let's be honest, not the most exciting, <laughs> not the most exciting thing in the world, but, um, um, you know, they still prove to be, you know, effective. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, that was also one thing that surprised me. I was going to touch something else, but just knowing how effective those traditional media channels still are, it still it still surprises me. You know, you know how much, you know how many, uh, you know how many how many like just just unique you know listens that you will get from like a radio station. You know, in you know on on rush hour. You know, those are still effective. Those those ad readouts are still very effective. If if it's if it's in the right you know right place right time for the audience or for if it's like a general like mass just mass awareness uh campaign i mean that's fine for it too but i think in terms of like creative um you know just knowing i didn't realize you know how simple you know you know how effective well, let me rephrase how effective you know something you know some wording that's so simple can be um, you know, sort of, sort of gives the, or sort of, uh, it leaves people wanting more. And I didn't realize how effective that we, as we were testing some sort of, uh, some, some Hulu ad, I didn't, I did not realize how effective it would be. It's, it's, it's interesting, you know, you're talking about how you were surprised that traditional advertising, like that, where it would be uh, a print ad or radio, because, you know, it, when you're working with TikTok, you know immediately how you engaged and all the data comes back where you would probably get reams of, of data. But when you have a print ad or something from radio, in some ways you're kind of painting in the dark and you don't, you don't get that immediate validation of whether or not it worked. How do you know it worked in those kind of traditional um, se- uh, settings uh, as you described? Um, essentially we have a team who runs, um, sort of runs, uh, and this is for these, and you made a great point of how you sort of paint in the dark. Uh, so, uh, essentially, and I mean, in reality, we, 
still we have a good estimation of how effective you know something could be but with like emerging technologies we're able to know more um but for like a traditional uh for a traditional we kind of have you know a we kind of know how it's gonna how it's gonna perform prior to it prior to it launching just based on you know sort of uh like if it's a print ad we'll know like the like the uh that publication circulation pass along rate and that's information that that they have in house so we kind of utilize that to sort of uh to sort of measure this i guess the success of that but actually but we're still it also depends on the brand too so even though it is still like an effective just awareness you know tool for these traditional ones um but i well i guess it depends on the channel too because for tv you're able to sort of know kind of firsthand how it performs um and you know how many you know how many unique viewers you uh you watch but something for like a print and an at a home kind of what you're sort of given of how you know this typically performs is uh you know you kind of you kind of have to rely on on you know the vendors sort of uh data because like you said it's hard to sort of really get like a full uh full measure but from from what we've seen uh you know they're still very uh you know very effective oh, that's just definitely but um but for these new like emer- like these new emerging platforms where that's the beauty about you know sort of and we're in a very very uh you know we're kind of entering sort of an evolution you know in advertising in terms of just emerging just platforms and then especially there's like stuff going on with you know with you know uh going cookie for for next year but with digital um with digital, you were able to get sort of all the performance metrics, you know, as, as, you know, you know, just data, true data, just within like, you know, that's, that's up to date, you know, very fast. And we're able to optimize as much as we can. There's just more room for optimizations in those digital and, channels. And, and because of that, you're able to, and I remember going back to what you said, you're able to really know the, the consumer on levels that, they might not even be initially aware of themselves. I and mean, it's just an incredible way, uh, insight of what you're able to glean uh, from that. Ah, Roberto, this is just so fascinating. I could ask you a thousand more uh, questions, um, but I do, I do want to ask you one last question uh, today is I like to end the interview with uh, the guest to share advice for success with current Wildcats. What would you tell them? Um. I guess my my advice to you know to anyone listening to us who are who is currently walking you know the hallways of WeGo is to um, you know to to uh, not hold back uh, at WeGo um, you know don't be afraid uh, you know all the people there are just very genuine people and they're there to you know to aid and to guide you so. Um, you know, take full advantage of what, you know, WeGo has, has to offer because there's a lot of great people that are there and a lot of great, uh, classes and information that you can take, um, that will, you know, that, you know, that will prepare you for, you know, your, your, for your next step outside of West Chicago. But I guess more importantly, just as you're doing that still just enjoy every second of it. That's so great. Roberto, thank you so much. This was this was great. I learned a ton, and I'm so jealous that uh, you're doing probably the thing that I would have loved to have done as well. I love teaching, but, man, advertising just seems so much fun. 
Thank you. No, yeah, thank you so much. This was, this was great. This was great. This is a great project. Um, it's a great project and love seeing, you know, how all the amazing stuff, all the alumni are doing. And uh, yeah. thank you for having me. Excellent. Thanks for listening. You can follow We Go Places on iTunes and Google Podcasts. Just search We Go Vox. That's We Go, V-O-X. Or search on Facebook for We Go Places Podcast. 